yesterday was a day of a lot of introspection and a lot of thinking. It's, it's not, it's, it's something that we don't really, I don't say on another day we're not thinking about it, but yesterday we're really going back to a place that's not so easy to go back to, a day that's not so easy to go back to. But there are a lot of different thoughts and some very important thoughts that come up. I was talking about yesterday that one of the things I think about in a day like yesterday is what we're trying to produce. So what are you trying to do? Something like that happens. Something like that tragedy happens. You start asking questions. You start going back to basics. You start, what are we trying to do? How are we going to do it? And yesterday I was talking about uh, what the yeshiva is trying to produce. I was talking about an authentic Ben and I was talking about a person becoming authentic and being authentic. On the topic of Midas, there's so much misunderstanding about Midas. People think the L.A. kid, this is not knocking any city, you're, you're, you're extremely silly to say Lashnar in a city. It's from the worst type of Lashnars that exist in the world. When people knock a whole city, Brooklynites, L.A. people, San Francisco, Farakaway, Five Towns, it's a very terrible form of Lashon Hara. It's bad enough you knock one person, don't knock a city, and it's very unsophisticated. Whenever you generalize on a city, 50,000 Yeah, it's like Averis that are multiplied. It's just a silly, it's not intelligent to knock a city. But does it apply to Cleveland? <laughs> I love you. He's so he said, but does it apply to Cleveland? You're funny. Now, <laughs> Baruch, you're sharp. Now, what I want to say, Elio, is that there's a very shallow mindset that the L.A. kids, you've got to camp and say, all the L.A. kids have good midas and the tough Brooklyn kids. There's something extremely unsophisticated about that. Very shallow people, and I've seen heads of camps, heads of yeshivas, I've seen people who fall into the shallowness, that like good midas is a certain type of kid. If the kid's very quiet, and, the le- and if he's insecure, and not very, and he just sits there, and he, yes, no, he has beautiful midas, he wins the midas, it's not good midas, there's not, everybody's different, good midas for you is not good midas for you. It's not objective, it's subjective. Objective means there's one, and subjective means it's person by person. Mm -hmm. In a funny way, midas are subjective. I mean by that, that it's not good midas. We look at it, and they'll always give the midas award. I, Bidafka, want to give the midas award. We should have a midas award at graduation. And I want to give it to the guy who's the least L.A. guy in the yeshiva. Because I want to debunk there's such a lie of the sense that kid, that's the good news that we all try to make ourselves L.A. And there's not a knock on it. I love L.A. I love every city. I'm, I'm bringing an idea, not a place. The sense of the mellow, laid-back guy, that's good. Who said that's good news? Everybody's different, and certainly cities matter. New York's a quicker lifestyle. You tend to have a, maybe a louder person. LA's out of town. The goal is not the laid back guy. There are people who have unbelievable midas. You would be surprised that, in my estimation, I say the guy is unbelievable midas. Good midas. He's so loud. He's even somewhat tough sometimes. There are different personalities. Good midas is to be very in touch with yourself and to make decisions based on das, based on understanding, and refine your character according to who you are. It can't be imitation trying to be that guy. It's a deep self-awareness. Das, Atzma Bisrael said, no oneself, an understanding of oneself and development and with good decisions and healthy decisions, developing yourself. It cannot be imitating another guy. You don't have good midas if you imitate another guy. You don't have you if you imitate another guy. You have to be true to yourself, understanding of yourself. Rabbi Yisrael said the principle of Musr is das atzmuch, a person knowing himself, being true to himself, refining himself, developing himself. And that person that develops good midas. Because they're using who they are and how they are in a beautiful, healthy, intelligent, wise way. That's good midas. So just on the topic, this topic of authentic, an authentic ben 
there's a, there's a line that is said, it's quoted as a chazal, there is no such chazal, but there are many psukim in Mishle. I have read some of them that are similar to that. There's no exact chazal like this, but you sound like you know everything when you say it. There's no such chazal, I don't know anything. I'm quoting people who do know, and today you have computers. People have looked up in computers. So Reb Chaim Kanievsky could say there's no such chazal. I'm going on the backs of people who checked it on computers. There is no such chazal, but there are psukim and mishle that say this in, in, other, in other words. The, the, the quoted chazal is dvarim alalev. Words that come from the heart penetrate the heart. We all go to speeches many speeches, in yeshiva we have many speeches, and sometimes a speech resonates by us. It resonates. It resonates, it hits home, something connects deeply inside us. a good word of the day, resonate. To resonate means that it, that in, it hits a spot inside of us and it connects. It hits home inside of us. It resonates. So, sometimes we go to speech and it resonates by us. Sometimes we hear somebody speaking and it means nothing. Now, again, there are speakers who have such techniques that they're dynamic and they say a great story and they're screaming and yelling and people fall for it. Wow! They say extreme things. There's such a thing. The speech typically that impacts is because the person's connected to their words. People can talk and talk. I call them talking heads. But there's no connection from their words to their heart. They're just saying things. They're not saying things they've thought about, they connect to, they mean, they've worked on. It's disconnected to their own hearts. Words that come from the heart, they enter the heart. There have been times in Yeshiva, before a speech, I, it's hard for me to talk to a Bach. I just drove her a half hour. My, my son knows it's not a Geshmak, a car ride in the morning because I'm preparing what I'm saying. And sometimes the Bachers ask me, but you said a speech that you've said before. So what I mean you could prepare. You could just press play and say it. So what do you mean you're preparing? I remember when I was your age, a big speaker, I heard him speak, and he said word for word a speech he said a different time. And I was like very upset. I heard him in two places, and he said the exact same speech with the same jokes. I was like very turned off. Hey, he said that speech ready. Then I realized there's nothing wrong that he, how many good speeches a person has? Ten? He's a great speaker. He has 15 good speeches. I don't want him to say a new speech. He has 15 good speeches. Say that. Don't go to a new topic. What I, so, what is, so what do I care, Mayor? I care is he there when he speaks. It's not the same hearing it on a tape recorder. I want the words to emanate from his heart. He could say all the jokes and he's thinking about the Mets. His mind is long removed from the picture and he says the speech. It is not impactful. What I want the speaker to be present when he speaks. He can speak to you and, and, and the shallow person won't know, but it's not going into people's hearts. I want him to be there before the speech, even if you're saying a speech you know already, go back to thinking about what you're saying, connecting to what you're saying, feeling what you're saying. Do you believe in what you're saying? Is it true by you? I want to read you. A guy spoke last night. Last night there, was, there were a lot of gatherings, different places over the last 24 hours for Danny and Ellie. And a guy who had been in this yeshiva, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th in Waterbury, who's sitting and learning Yom Valayla and Eretz Yisrael, and he's what I call an authentic ventire. Somebody who's true, who's honest, he spoke, people were like dazzled. I want to read to you an account. Another Ben Tyra learned there was married, also an authentic Ben Tyra, who's an honest person, just wrote over what he saw. I want to read it to you. I want to read it to you because I want you to picture an authentic Ben Tyra. I just want you to hear what it looks like to others. He says, I just wanted to tell Rebbe about something that I saw which blew my mind. Last night we had the schuss to host some of the guys in our apartment for a little get-together. A yard tech get-together for Donnie and Ellie. The last speaker was, he says the name of this Ben Tyra. I know Rebbe is aware of what this Bachar has become and how he got where he is. But I haven't seen him in a few years aside from the hello and two-minute catch-up at Waterbury events. I just wanted to let Rebbe know that I still haven't recovered from seeing and hearing him. 
I was honestly blown away. The maturity, realness, sensitivity, and deep emotional awareness that flowed from his mouth was just captivating. Hear those words? The maturity, realness, sensitivity, and deep emotional awareness that flowed from his mouth was just captivating. The guy who's writing this is a Talmud Chacham. is sitting and learning is tremendous learning. And he writes, I promise, I felt like I was listening, because Talmud listening to a seasoned Rebbe. The chizik he was giving and the way he was just giving it just spoke to my heart. And I'm sure it did to the others as well. The points he made were on point and practical and he delivered in such an amazing way. It's not the speech that got me, rather it was the speaker. And there were other things. Fine. I, just, I wanted to give this over. I wanted to read that to the guys. The beauty of a developed Bentayr. The beauty of somebody who's honest and works through himself. I've spoken a lot that there's a, there's a sense by some they look at the world and they're attracted to superficial things. They're attracted. We went, you know, we'll go to a more modern school that's mixed, and people see, whoa, this guy's hanging with a girl, and they see things, and they're attracted. To my eyes, the most attractive thing in this world is a true Bentayra, a true one, a true one. There are pe- plenty of people that run away from a Yiddishkeit that's not true, but somebody really follows the Tyra in an authentic, developed way, it's so attractive. It's so precious. People want it. We get to watch year after year 12th graders make decisions to be honest in a And it's not from. It's not an external thing. It's not all of a sudden one day I'm from. And all of a sudden you, you look all from. I'm from. It's not what it is. It's far from it. It's a person who's all of a sudden making healthy decisions making intelligent decisions, you can see it. It's, being, it's a person making Torah decisions. It's nothing to do with one day saying I'm from. I have a tremendous appreciation to Parshas Vayera. This week's Parshas, all the Parshas of Ramavinu is there. I appreciate. In the world today, there's an explosion. There's, there's a huge explosion. People want something more than physical. In the world, there's a massive amount of Gashmias, a massive access to Tumah, and people want something more. It can't be, that is it. It can't be. It's very nice. All this stuff, there's got to be something deeper, more profound, more eternal, more valuable, more sustainable, something that lasts. So people very much are looking for something more than physicality, and they call it spirituality. That's what people are looking. I don't love the word spirituality. It's not my favorite word. Not because of the word, because the way the world perceives the word. So they're looking for spirituality. They want more. They want something more. So in the search for spirituality, it's very in today. Meditation, hisboididus, going off to the forest, traveling long distances for spirituality. And certainly I'm a fan of meditation. I'm a fan of Espoidus, no question. But it's an unbelievable error to think that's like spirit, that's spirit, that's from Kite, that's eternity. In Parshas Vayera, Avram Avinu is sitting with Hashem. You can't get firmer than that. He's talking to God. Vayera, love Hashem. Hashem appears to Avram, is in conversation with Avram. And Avram Avinu remarkably says to Hashem, he sees three Anashim Nitzav may love. Three men come to his house. And Avram Avinu runs away from Hashem. And he goes to them and he says to Hashem, Vayoymer Hashem, Do me a favor, could you wait here a little bit? Please wait here while I talk to my guests. <sighs> what? He says to Hashem, please wait here. No, he's the host host. Please wait here while I greet my guests. Wait here while I greet my guests. It's a shocking pasuk. Please don't pass me by. Please don't leave me while I greet my guests. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. 
We're in a generation that respect is not so is not so rampant. I call us the last bastion of covet of honor. <laughs> respect is shot. People don't respect each other. People don't respect themselves. Covered. You're talking to a Rebbe. You don't walk away. You're talking to Rebbe. You don't walk away on your phone. You're talking to your Rebbe. Your phone doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. He to- he's talking to Hashem and he walks away. Please stay here. Please don't leave me. Where's the cover? Where's the respect, Hashem, of this greatest human being who ever lived? And the answer is that closer than talking to Hashem is being like Hashem. He's with Hashem. He didn't leave Hashem. But the highest level of connection to Hashem is being like Hashem in our world. In our world. Functioning in our world. It's not running to the forest. That's not the highest. That's the guy going to talk to Hashem. And you should talk to Hashem. But higher than talking to Hashem is being like Hashem. In our world. In our dealings. You're sitting on a van next to another guy. Give him chizuk. I watch. It's so sad. I watched in a van last night. Everybody's listening to music. This guy's listening to his music. Silly guy. Take off your headphones and give chizuk to the next guy. Silly person. You have two and a half hours. Give chizuk. Turn off the music and ask the guy what's going on. Give chizuk. In our world is ruchnius. A car can be an electric place of growth. Of everybody encouraging the next guy. Or it could be a selfish place of distance from Hashem. A plug-in. Connect to the world. Avram Avinu taught us what ruchnius, what spirituality is, is living is living in a godly way, with connection, with care, going to greet those three people, those three lowlifes who are by him, saying to Hashem, I'm going to walk away next, I'm going to be like you, Hashem. I'm going to be closer than talking to you, Hashem, is I'm going to be like you, Hashem. And he walks to his guests, of course, he's connecting, that's mamish yichud with the bariyalim. That's mamish, the deepest, most profound connection with Hashem. Deeper than talking to Hashem. is being like Him. That's Ruchnius. That's Ruchnius. I told a man this morning, he thought, I called up a man, I returned his call. So he said, wow. He said, wow. I said, what's so wow? I said, that's so shocking. I guess it's so shocking, I returned the guy's call. He said, wow. So I said, why are you saying wow? So he said, I'll tell you the truth. I was about to blast my workers. This second, I was about to, I'm standing in front of my workers, and I'm about to blast. You called me, that's not so your type, I'm not going to blast them now. <laughs> so that's what he said, well. So I said, I asked him what he did, and his job is in something of kindness. So I said, I want you to give the following message to your workers. When you give the message, the message of the Chavetz Chaim. The message to your workers is, you know there's a Maisa, there's a Maisa of Elyulapian walked into Kfar Hasidim. You have to understand, Rav Elyulapian, every word of Tyre is precious. Bittal Tyre is, is the most chamer sin, the most strict of sins. Rav Elyulapian walked in the middle of first Seder to Kfar Hasidim, clapped and got silenced. True story. Got caught in the middle of first Seder. People were shocked. And what he said to the Olam is, he had, he, had, he had been walking to Yeshiva, and they were paving a new highway. They were making a new highway. And there was, a, there was two fellas working on the highway. There was a Taimani, there was a Yemenite, a guy from Yemen, roots of Yemen, and another fella working on the highway. Ravelio Lapian says to one of the fellas, Bale Musr were always very worldly. They always knew the world. They felt we live in this world. They always understood the world. He was curious. He said to the fellow, how do you do this? He was watching him make the highway. He was curious. What are you doing? So the f- one guy just grunted. Basically said, bug off. And then, you know, he explained a little bit. He grunted. He s- basically, the guy, said, the guy said, Rabbi, I'm busy making money. I just need to support my family. I'm not interested in talking about this. This is all just, I'm making money, support, you know, just trying to make money. The next guy, I shouldn't say support in the family, that's a chashvenyan. He said, I'm just trying to make money. The Yemenite guy, Revelio Lapian, wanted more information. What are you doing? He explained about building roads. And he said that all day I'm involved in kindness. 
and I'm working, people wheel their strollers and the road is bumpy, they get caught. I make a smooth road, people pass by easily. And the Yemenite fellow said, this precious Yid, that I do chesed, kindness all day. Rabbi Eli Lapian came to Kfar Chesidim, stopped first and he said, Rabbi say, two people are schwitzing all day, hot, hard work. One guy is doing eternity. You should get brachas from him because he has his sincere machshavas. He has sincere thoughts. His thoughts are sincere, focused, thoughtful. He's doing kindness all day. Get brachas from him. And another guy is doing the very same work and he has no thoughts and he's wasting his time. Be sincere, be real. The Chavetz Chaim once walked in to a guy who lived in Radin and the guy was a pharmacist he was giving out medicine and the Chavetz Chaim started giving him brachas in the middle of the day the Gadol Adar started giving him brachas so the Yid got all embarrassed uh, to be honest I'm an Apikairus the Yid was like lost from Yiddishkeit so the Chavetz Chaim said to him if you have Kavana you're giving out medicine all day if you but have Kavana we should all get brachas to you from you have Kavana have kavana, I'm doing kindness. Ruchness, you're connected to Hashem, you're doing kindness. If he would be real, if he'd be thoughtful, if he would think, and do things in the right way, with the right kavana, in a sincere way, then he'd be a man, of, he'd be a ruchniyastik mensch, doing the mundane things, fixing a road, giving out medicine, if he would but think. I remember once pulling up to Yeshiva, and one of the people who worked for the yeshiva was shoveling the snow in front. I thought to myself, if this man has kavana, then I'd bring my kids for brachas from him. If he but has kavana, then I'm helping people out. People come. They can park easier. They can get out easier. Make it safe for them. I'd bring my kids for, kavana, for brachas. If he but has kavana, I mean it. Just have an errand to kavana that I want to help out. That I want to help people. That I want to make it. I want to do it good for people. If he but has kavana, he's holy. Ruchnius Rabbi say is not detached from life. Is not is not detached from this world. It's fr- it's within this world doing things right, doing things sincerely, doing it in a sweet way, doing it in a meaningful way with kavana. That's ruchnius. The authentic Ben Torah doesn't imitate anybody. Doesn't remove himself from this world. He attaches himself to this world in a meaningful way. Does the things with his personality, with his way, understanding himself, that's the authentic Ben Torah. A person who develops himself in a healthy way and figures out his own struggles in an honest way. He embraces, he's not afraid of his struggles. We were born to struggle. We're supposed to engage our struggle and work through. Our struggles are our beauty. Our struggles are our greatness. Their words they put on the sweatshirt, on the, on the sweatshirt. I apologize and I'm jumping. To, I'm jumping not to so many themes. I'm saying things that are words. And over the year, each one has tired to it. And there's a lot to what I'm saying. And, it's, and I admit it's not easy. But I, just thinking about what we want to produce. The words in authentic Ben Who's embraced his challenges. Who's worked through his things. Who's developed true to himself in his way. Is such a beautiful Ben It's stunning. It's attractive to others. That type of entire comes. You will see Pesach times. You'll be shocked till you'll, you'll lose your mind. 408 Torah or so will file into Yeshiva. You will lose your mind. They look so pretty. It's so attractive. It's true. Because it's true and real. It doesn't imitate another person. It doesn't have to disengage from this world. It doesn't have to imitate and try to be an L.A. kid. It's a kid who, wherever he's from, he's who he is in a true way. He's embraced and engaged who he is in a healthy, mature, sophisticated, real way. I have a, I, I have a goal... I want for a guy who went through our yeshiva, you should be able on any topic in, in Avodah Hashem. Yesterday we spoke about expression as opposed to suppression. And guys, you, you, there was a Ben Torah Yeshua Frank who, who spoke up. 
It's a beautiful Ben Tyra who works on himself, works hard and seriously, and has built himself for years on most topics of Avaidis Hashem. He can speak intelligent things. Not that he's just talking, because he's worked through it. Hello, it's very in. Yeshivas do retreats and they have these things Q and A, question and answers. I want to tell you. I want to tell you a contradiction about question and answers. Guys love that Q and A. Q and A. It's like it's the easy way, cheap and easy. I go to a hotel for Pesach, so they love it. Everybody rocks. Question and answers, and a whole bunch of rabbis get up and people ask. It's very cute. I want to explain a good Q and A and garbage, and I want to explain. Please hear this well. No codes ever in here ever. Quickly take it off. So I want to explain a Q and A. I want to explain true and I want to explain garbage. Thank you, Brad. I want to explain true and I want to explain garbage. I apologize to speak harshly, but I'm, I'm thinking the last two days I'm thinking a lot about things. So it's coming out stronger than I want it. I shouldn't say garbage. It's not, it's not edel. But I want to explain true and not so true ever. There's the following stira. It says, have a misunim badin. Be deliberate in din. In judging, you're supposed to be deliberate. The Chassam Seifer assumes, hello, that it's not just judging. It's every decision, it's every question you're asked. Be deliberate. Don't shoot back and answer. Be deliberate. Don't answer fast. A bacher comes to you for advice. If you're a shallow person, you just shoot back and answer. I once told the bacher, he started asking something. I said, don't worry, I'm not so stupid that I'm going to answer you. We hate we have like subconsciously somebody says our answer maybe there's something on my mind Ray Russ is a sophisticated person don't be afraid you could speak to me won't give you an answer don't be afraid somebody have to be afraid the, the worst type of Leitzah gives you answers they're the worst they press the Rebbe answer and away he goes you're like saying that you're nauseous we're Zaychi Yav that won't answer you I promise you could, I told the guy you could be, he started opening up as you could be safe I won't, I'm not stupid I won't tell you an answer don't worry guy says an observation, a thought, something he's working on. So the Rebbe oppressed play. Well, you see, quiet, quiet. He's saying things. He's, he's, he's working. Things are happening. Things are churning. And you're stupid enough to say an answer. So it says, Be deliberate in judgment, Mosh. Be deliberate in judgment. Don't answer fast. Ask the Chassam Seifer Hillel, so one Chazal, a Mishnah, and others have a Mesunim, but be deliberate. Ask the Chassam Seifer, it says, Vishinantam Levanecha, teach your students. The word shame means to teach, but it also means sharp. A tooth is called shame because it's sharp. It means sharp. What does it mean, sharp? Sharp in your mouth. Don't stutter. Say instantly. Shoot off the answer. I have a contradiction, asked the Chassam Seifer. Be deliberate, answer immediately. Rev Miller, Friday, Thursday nights, gave a speech. It was Me'enay Lamabai was to be there. It was heavenly. Heavenly. This beautiful yid, gorgeous, stunning, a worked out person who was warm, funny, brilliant, beautiful man. Rev Victor Miller said a sheer, heavenly. And this year afterwards at Q&A, question and answers, on any topic in Kola Torah, Kola, anything that was on your mind, you could say in Yeshaya, Perik Beis, Pasuk Dalid, eh? you could ask on a Gemara, you could ask on science, Lahabda, whatever you wanted, hello. And he would give an answer. So what's going on? I thought you were supposed to be deliberate, and he would shoot answers. Michal, what do you think the answer to this contradiction is? What do you think, Michal? What did you say? I love you like crazy. Do you notice? This? He didn't shoot an answer. Proud of you, Michal. You are sophisticated. I've seen that. Do you know what the Chassam Seifer says, Michal? That the, the value is, you, when we say shoot an answer, it's because you've thought about it for years. Red Miller, when they asked him, wasn't like, that. everybody's smart. So on the spot, you could say something. That's, that's a waste of time. If somebody asks you a question and on the spot you start answering, he can also think. He's also smart. Red Miller answered, it was very clear whatever you asked him he had thought about for hours and years. Literally. He's a person who thought his whole life, Michal. 
So a Chazal say, Misuna be deliberate, and then they say, answer right away, because you have deliberated on it. The Q&A that's precious, if you believe the speaker has thought about this question. Now, speakers are very smart. That's why they're up there often. So the guy can say something, a sophisticated listener could tell he never thought about it. Now, he says, he's, he's, his mouth... Be quiet. He's talking, but he's never thought about it. On the spot, he's smart. He could say something intelligent. He could say Chazal. To me, if you're asked a question you haven't thought about in a Q&A, be quiet. Say, what a beautiful question. Enjoy the question. Let's sit on it for a few years. Let's enjoy this. Let's let the question percolate inside of us. Let's think. Let's let the question take us places. Let's enjoy the question. Let's be impacted by the question. If you've thought about it, the question's already been inside of you a long time, you might want to share with us some of the things the question has taken you, some of the places. Rev Miller was remarkably clear when you asked him a question that the question had been inside of him a long time and he thought about it and spoke about it and heard about it. I try to have a rule. We used to have questions by Shal Shudas that I only say what I heard from my Rebbe. If I didn't hear anything on it, I'm not saying anything on it. Because I don't want to just be talking now and on the spot. You could say smart things on the spot, by the way. But that's not what's precious. It's much more precious that somebody has a question that's, that's brewing inside of them. And let it brew. Let it sit. Let it... That Enechanami, be deliberate and answer right away because you have been deliberate about the question. You've deliberated on the question already. Rabbi say when somebody works through things and thinks about things and is honest and works through things, they have so many intelligent things to say about so many subjects. When I spoke about expression, I promise you, Shua Frank, who was sitting there, I promise you, has thought about it for years. For years. He has thought about this, about expression. I know because I've spoken to him for years about it. When you speak about Inyani Avodis Hashem, an authentic Bentayr who's honestly working on himself, has honest experiences from all different topics of Avodis Hashem that you speak about. The dream of a Musar Yeshiva, a sincere, authentic Yeshiva, in the Vardik, the altar would call a guy to speak about a topic and he would talk for two hours on a topic that he wasn't a talking head. It was connected to what he was thinking. He had been working on this thing. He had been thinking about this thing. Michal, the most attractive thing in this world is Roshayich to greatness, is a person who's really becoming great in an authentic, real way. Most people don't believe they can become great. Most people, so then you have to pretend and just be talking heads. They don't believe they can honestly work out and resolve and through who they are, they can be great. There's greatness there by them, not imitating anybody else. There's greatness, there's greatness by this person. There's, there's greatness right there. And an authentic and honest, sincere way, the person can bring out his greatness in an authentic, real way. One of my favorite Gemaras in Shas is there was, there was, a, there was a Russia Titus, sick person, a murderer, and his nephew asked him, Unclus was his nephew, and he calls him up with magic before Unclus became was Megayer, before he converted. And he said, Zayda, should I become from... And his answer is so cool. In Olam Haba, you can't lie. You just say who you are and what you are. You're frozen forever. You can't steig either. You are who you are. So he says to him, should I become a Yitz? I thought he was going to say Jews have long noses. They're cheap. I thought he was going to say some anti-Semitic slur. That's what I thought this was going to say. The Gemara surprised me. It's not what he says. He says it's too hard. It's too difficult. At the heart of a Russia, somebody wrote a book, The Making of a Gadol, What Creates a Tzaddik. I want to write a book, The Making of a Russia. What makes a Russia? Why would somebody be so stupid to be a Russia? The heart of a Russia is he doesn't believe greatness is shaykh. Now they go much worse. But the start is, I don't think I can become anything. 
at the point somebody believes greatness is very shaykh. Who I am, not imitating somebody else, not he shaykh, not the LA person, with my personality. If I'm cynical, then be a great cynical guy. If I'm loud, then be a great loud guy. If I'm quiet, then be a great quiet guy. If I'm funny, then be a great funny guy. If I'm cool, be a great cool guy. If I'm a nerd, be a great nerd. Within yourself, within yourself, a person, a person has gadlus, a person has midas tavis, within themselves. Midas tavis for you is not similar to midas tavis for you. It's not the same. Don't listen to the superficial world. Don't listen to the world who will words, he's a good boy. That's a bunch of hogwash. The good boy is a quiet boy. Nebuch doesn't have so much personality. I promise the troublemakers, every bit as good midas in the world, the good midas, bad midas, I, I don't see them. I haven't noticed them. He's loud, he's quiet. So loud now is bad midas. It's, it's silliness, it's childish. Knowing yourself and making good decisions, true decisions, honest decisions, working through each one's own subject. Thank you. Working through each one's own sugyas, good midas, understanding yourself and, and, and bringing it out, Laman Hashem, doing the right thing, that's good midas. The dream of a Musa Yeshiva, I hope later in the year, what we did yesterday, a discussion, guys have to work hard on themselves before it's worthwhile. Guys have to work hard later in the year that we should on any topic of Avodah Hashem be able to have a shared discussion because a guy has thought about it. A guy's worked on it. A guy has experienced I tried this. It didn't work. I tried that. My Rebbe sat us down. There were a group of guys. I Baruch Hashem wasn't invited. I wasn't sure. Maybe I should have been struck. Maybe I'm upset I wasn't invited. There were guys who were struggling with getting up for Shachris. So my Rebbe made groups. And at the time, it wasn't the struggle. So I wasn't Zaycha maybe to be a part of these groups. But he made groups. He wanted them to talk it over in a sophisticated way. What are you trying to do to get up? How are you trying to get at Shachris? Talk it over. Handle the sugya. Handle the sugya. Speak it over with Chaverim in a mature way. What are you trying to do? How are you trying to improve? Talk over Avodah Hashem in a mature, sophisticated way. My Rebbe's father was Nifter. I believe he was in his 80s. He was one of the Tzadikei Adar, one of the most righteous people in the world. He had a group of friends. They would meet once a week till the week he died. And they would talk over Avodah Hashem. They would talk over areas of Avodah Hashem in an authentic way, speaking over, working. Rav Tzvi Meyer, one of the powerhouses in the world today, in Israel, I heard he's part of eight such groups, and somebody who's close to him. Eight different groups of friends, they get together and they work through in Yoni Avodah Hashem. Just be authentic and real. Don't have to imitate anybody. You don't have to be not you. You don't have to play for any crowd. A person in an honest way can engage himself in the most real of ways and work. The, the product of such a thing is gorgeous. Yearly, the way this yeshiva works, the way it works yearly, is that 12th graders take ownership of their life and a guy starts growing. And I'm not talking about in a superficial way. I'm not talking about a guy who one day comes to the head and says, I'm from. Hi guys, I'm from today. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. We don't accept it. Now let us say I'm from today. I'm talking about a guy who just clearly is working. Clearly things are percolating. He's thinking. He's working through. He's trying different experimenting. And avoid this Hashem. Trying different svarim. Trying different ways with tefillah. Trying things. Working through things. Developing. The product is stunning. The others see the product, it's eye-popping. A bentaira that's developed is eye-popping, that's learning. The guy who sent me this text, the guy who sent me this text, I watched him develop in learning. I watched him develop in Torah with his svara, with his logic, with his style of learning, with his flair, with his personality. He comes back always when we see each other, and he shares with me some Gemara that rocked his world. It happens to be that we are on the same wavelength. If each of us would have a yellow marker, and you should have it, whether literally or figuratively, and we'd yellow mark everything we learn, what resonates by me, what resonates by you, we wouldn't have the same yellow markers. 
And if two people have the same, they're copying each other. People are different. What fires you up? What lights your fire? I have something. I have a guy in my shul who always likes showing me his favorite vartim. And it's cute. I love the guy. He's an intellectual. We're very different. Always his favorite vartim, like, don't resonate by me. He always comes over. He has, he has a svarim collection. He knows a lot. He's like, Rabbi, you'll love this. And I get some vart, like, esoteric. And it's like not my style. I, I, Esoteric. Esoteric means it's in the air. It's not like practical. Not the most practical. It's more. But the point is, this guy will show me vartim mechal that aren't my type. But it'll always be so exciting. I don't mind. It's good. It's good. His yellow mark is different than my yellow mark mechal. We don't get excited by the same things. But that's good. It's supposed to be that way. What floats his boat doesn't float mine. We're different. And Tyre is broad. But the key point is, find yours. Find yours. Within Tyre, within Avaidus Hashem, find those areas. Those different Tyre. And the Tyre is broad and wide for every Yid. For every, it was given to every Yid. And it's wide enough to incorporate every Yid. It happens to be the guy who wrote me that text. What he underlines, I relate to him. He always, whenever we meet, he has a Nugma Rebbe. You have to hear this Rashi. And he'll read me a Rashi that lights my fire. My fired up from that Rashi. He'll read me a Gemara, a Medrash. And he, we're talking, we must, we must have similarities. We must have a certain, I don't say it will always be the same. But he talk, hits points that I can connect to in deep ways. For, have your yellow marker that you underline that you get excited about, and don't get excited because somebody else somebody will stand and say an unbelievable Messiah Sharm. you're allowed to not be inspired by that you're allowed no, no, I don't care you're allowed you're free to do that because we want authenticity we don't want it. that's amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> no I don't want that that's not that's not amazing I don't want that to, just to, to force out that's amazing. I want an authentic person with authentic process who's growing in his way, in his unique way. There's a Pasuk that I love. I'm sorry I'm rambling today. Yes, Mechil. This is not... There are people here for one of their first times. This is not normally Musavad. We learn a Chazal. I'm rambling today. I'm, I'm thinking a lot because of yesterday's Yaretz and I'm thinking of what we're trying to produce. I'm rambling. Yes, Mechil. But there's a Pasuk in Mishlei, there's a Pasuk in Mishlei that I love, Nechol. The Pasuk says, Hoylech, Rev. Madner quoted it yesterday, Hoylech b'yashra yirei Somebody who goes in his straightness fears Hashem. There's an irony to the Pasuk. This is ironic, Manny. <laughs> there's an irony, we heard somebody yesterday misuse the word irony, you okay? So... Today I want to use the word ironic in the right way. This is an irony. There's an irony to those words. The wisest man who ever lives says, Somebody who goes in his straightness fears Hashem. What's the irony, Rabbi Yisrael? Says Siyan, says Dovi, straightness is not supposed to be subjective. Elio, I need you to hear this. Straightness, you know, when a guy, honesty is supposed to be objective. What's the difference between the word objective and subjective? Michal, what's objective, what's subjective? Object, there's something called a goal. Objective means a fact, subjective means opinion. Is somebody pretty is a subjective question, it's person by person. Something tastes good. It's subjective. You speak about it. It's subjective. It's, was the food good? It's a subjective question. Depends your taste buds. Objective's fact. What time does the guy come to Shachlis? Is a fact. It's not a subjective question. He either came 9.15, 9.30. It's a fact. Objective means a fact. Subjective means opinion, Brad. It's guy by guy. Now, honesty is objective. It's a fact. The Mishnah says, somebody who goes in his straightness, straight, Yashar, Yashar, what's Yashroi, his straightness? should say, somebody who goes straight is the Yerei Hashem, fears Hashem. doesn't say somebody who travels straight. Somebody who travels in his straightness. There's an irony to that. It's ironic. 
his straightness. Liars have their own form of straightness, I assure you. It's subjective. Oh, I'm straight. I'll explain to you why he's straight, but that's not objectively straight. You know what I'm saying, Maish? Honesty is a fact. So it's very strange for the, the wisest man who ever lived. He says, one who travels in his own form of straightness, but he says, is it fears Hashem. He should say, somebody who's straight fears Hashem, who's honest. But he doesn't say who's honest. His honesty. His honesty. Why does he say his honesty? He has a different honesty than the rest of us. Liars have their own honesty. Oh, they'll explain to you why in business they're right to do what they do. They're not honest. They have their own brand of honesty. They'll explain you their world. You know, it's funny. Mafia people are the, some of the nicest people in the world. Do you know that? It always bothered me. You meet a guy who's a murderer. He's a nice guy. I've seen people. They're nice guys. So it was bothering me, like, what's his deal? He's, a, he's, a, he's an actor, he's a faker. If you spoke to a mafia guy, do you know they wouldn't kill an innocent person? They'd get upset. They kill, they have a whole rationalization. They're not killing nice guys, I assure you. I, usually, I don't want to say ever. They're usually killing another guy you cheated. They're usually doing the world a shtickle favor. And they have whole shaitas. Who they, they, they're the nicest neighbor. A neighbor wouldn't keep their lawn. It's a chutzpah, no midas tevis. Where's your midas? Where's your midas? Your lawn is running. Why? They keep their lawn. They manicure it nicely. The answer is they have a subjective truth. <laughs> they can explain that. It's not objective. You and I wouldn't see it as right. But they can explain you their world. So why would you say, Avi, why would the smartest man who ever lived say, you know who fears Hashem? Who goes in his truthfulness. In his straightness. Shouldn't it be objective? He's, the whole reason he's making up this reason in his head is because he fears Hashem. Otherwise he would just do it. It's true. But shouldn't he go in an objective straightness? It should be true. It should be true, not his straightness. The answer to the question, Maish, is... The answer to the question, Michal, when we say somebody goes in their straightness, fears Hashem, it means that somebody who's honest to their path... Because our paths aren't sin. What's good me, this by me is not good me, this by you. What's good, if, you're, if, you act with, if you act with my good me, this by the way, it's bad me, this. You hear that? If you act with somebody else's good me, for you, it's bad me, this. Who, who told you to be like that? Good me, this, and good working out has to be true to, this, to yourself. Has to be with an understanding. If you would imitate another guy, a guy's piling up Lamdish Svarim and you should be learning with art school, and you pile up Lamdish Svarim, you're a faker. For him, that's good. For you, this is good. It has to be true to you. If you try to keep the next guy's schedule, that's not straight. You're keeping a schedule that's good for him, not good for you. Don't imitate, don't copy, don't pick the path. Your next step is not similar to his next step. What you should do as a next step is not similar. If you try to do his next step, it's not your next step. Vinny Edel spoke last year, and he said he loves the yeshiva. He said, till now, I was told, he said, I was told, I was told what I should be working on. I was told what I'm supposed to do. This is, this, the expectation external, what the class was supposed to be my goal said, here I was taught that I have to find my next step. My next step is the step thought out. That's the next step for me. My next step can't be the same as his next step. How can that be with different people? That's what this wisest man who ever lived is saying. There is an objective truth, but it's an objective truth for you. There is objective good midas, but objectively you are good midas. It has to be true to you. It has to be true for your journey, for your path. Your next step is not similar to the next guy's next step. It's just not. What the next step is for you is very different than the next step for him. What good me this is for you is very different than the good me this for him. <coughs> Our world, yeshivas are awesome. Yeshivas are the holiest place on earth. Our world has gotten complex, Rabbi Say. Our world is complex. Our world's gotten very large. 
We're growing, thankfully. We thank Hashem. The from world is growing. It's very organized. It's great. It's great. It's chashev and yeshivas are chashev. There are places teaching Torah. And in the largest of yeshivas, we can't, we can't always focus on every individual. The chazanish. No enemy of the Jewish people, the leader of the Jewish people, said yeshiva saved the masses and killed the individual. Chazanish said that. It's matzah lesarabim, saves the masses, vaharigas ayachad, it kills the individual. So we are speaking here, we're not knocking yeshivas, chas v'shalom. There are places of limanat Torah, beautiful rebbeim, but we're trying also to lay a call to the individual, not to knock. Yeshivas must stay on; it must be successful. And then we also have to teach, and maybe that's our job, to remember the individual, to remember the yachid, the individual. It's nice to have big systems and and good systems, but don't lose the individual and within the system and continue the system, but don't forget the individual. A Waterbury Bentaira, product of our yeshiva, screams to people that I have my path, you have your path, he has his path. When you see somebody who walks his path, it's gorgeous. What you see, it's attractive. It's positive. The person's comfortable. It's lasting. It stays. It's just a built person. It's, it's magnificent to see. It's like jaw-dropping. A guy who's like true to him, it's beautiful. You see somebody not himself, imitation, copying, distortions, it's not pretty. It's not attractive. It's not doesn't draw others along that journey. It's not attractive. It's forced. It's uncomfortable. It's not true to the oneself. The Pasik I love saying with the Dubna Magaz Yaakov. It's not me you're serving, Kia got to be Israel, for you look worn out. It doesn't look successfully you. Healthy Ali is successfully you. You watch somebody grow. It takes time. Guys, how do I know it's me? You, you practice and you try. I watch guys find it and work and grow, develop. Real, but it takes work. It takes focus. It takes realness. You can't do it and not, and not put an effort. I apologize, not a good Musavad, because it's, 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 it's what I'm thinking, I'm thinking about what we're trying to produce, but in order to produce it, we have to think, we have to, we have to get the specific details. But I'm talking about what the guy looks like who's Ben Tyra that we want to produce. He looks real, he is real. His, his thoughts on matters are not forced. On any Musr topic, he could speak up from his own experiences. And he's not afraid to speak up from his own experiences. And he's not afraid of his... He's not embarrassed from his challenges. He's actually very proud of his embracing his challenges. A successful Waterbury Bentoyer on any topic. Shua Frank stood here yesterday on any topic. Jump in, sure. In a sophisticated way, yeah, I worked on that, what he did, how he did it, how he's continuing to work on it, still not going easily. I, I'm having some success. I've tried. I'm curious. How did you try? The dialogue, the conversation. Shmuel Ackerman, yesterday, I brought up a sugya. He like opened up the sugya in such... He's a person who's growing as a Bentaira. Authentic. He's thinking real. He's not trying to copy or imitate anybody. I would hold him up in the, in the class now. I would hold him up to everybody. And I don't do this lightly because I want, I want a real process. I would hold Shmuel Ackerman to the Hevra as the picture of what we're trying to create in the yeshiva. Because it's somebody... In, you can cheer. You deserve a cheer. It's somebody in an honest way who's, who's asking himself honest questions, who's finding an honest path, who's not trying to force, not trying to play for any crowd, and just successfully is building a Ben Tyrant. The picture that comes out is pretty. It's respectable, it's impressive. Yesterday we had a group discussion. He like, he's just sitting there and he's thinking. And he asked the question that like blew open the sugi. It was a shame, it happened at 105. I spoke, sometimes it happens. When you're learning any Gemara, you can work on a Gemara, it's a dead end. You and your Chavrusa talk, but you can't find the sugi. It's elusive. Sometimes somebody asks a question and it opens up the whole sugi. On Midas, it's that way also. You're always grappling on something, but you're not hitting the core. It's interesting. Shmuel, in a second, like, blew the doors open of the subject. I spoke yesterday about expression, not suppression. 
I spoke about expressing. So Shmuel, and, and obviously, I, and this is not a bash on any yeshiva. Yeshivas, if you knock yeshivas, you're making a mistake. They're the holiest places on earth. People are learning Torah. People are studying Hashem's Torah is holy. But obviously, it's something that I feel we can add a little bit. Or we, we have a lot we need to add to ourselves. But I do want to add this nekuda to the world of expression, of people expression. So Shmuel asked such an intelligent question. Any Rosh Hashivah you'll ask will say, I'm into expression. You won't find anybody who's not, not into expression. You should suppress. And there's no, so what ingredient are we lacking? What are we doing that's causing suppression? There's something we're doing that's causing suppression. See, in a sophisticated way, said, what is it? it's not suppression that's causing suppression because nobody wants suppression. There's something else we're doing that's by, by accident causing suppression. What is it? He blew the doors off the conversation last night. That's a very important question. You're coming, Kale should saying expression. Very easy. So why don't we have expression in our system? What are we doing that's stopping expression? That question, I, I, my wife and I discussed that question. I went home. I said, the guy blew the doors open of the sugya. That's the sugya. After he said it, a lot of hands went up. He blew the doors open of the sugya. But I didn't come to discuss the sugya again today. I came to discuss honesty. Here you have a person who's being honest. He's hearing it. And he's, he's not saying what Kalish wants. Oh, you want me to talk about expression? Well, but he didn't do that. He's sitting there and he's thinking real. He said, one second. Everybody else has expression, so why aren't they expressing? So what are they doing that's causing suppression? That was an intelligent question. And that question opens up the sugi for us. So what is it we could stop that will allow for expression? Authentic. Thinking real. Not, don't think the way others want you to think. Don't take the next step what others want. What is your next step? Yashra, your straightness. It's objective, but it's objective to you. That's Yashra, your straightness. Straightness is objective, but it's objective for you, not for somebody else. What would be a step of growth for one guy could be a down step for another guy, Michal. If one guy learns Bein Asdarim and another guy does it, for one guy it was a step forward, for another guy it was a negative step in his life. A Bachar told me that he's talking to girls. I don't think a Bachar your age should talk, should, should talk to girls. We're not ready for a relationship yet. When you're ready, then you talk to her. I think a Bachar should talk to her. But not everybody should stop in the same way. To one guy who's doing Averis has to stop cold turkey, knock it off. Another guy who's not doing Averis, he's not over Yichud, so then his way of proceeding is different. If he stops culture, he just dominates his mind. He needs to relax and not. There are different ways. There are different answers. There are different paths for different people. What's success for one is not success for the other. What's a path for one is not a path for another. Yashra, you have your path. Don't imitate another guy's journey. That's all we're looking to produce, Rabbi. Say it looks pretty when it's done. I hope you have a picture of somebody who's done the path, who's done it. Who's doing? I shouldn't say done because you're not done. Who's doing it? I think you have Rebbeim who are doing it, who are not copiers of others, who, in an authentic way, I think you see a Rai with you see all the Rebbeim. You see authentic people growing. You're Zeichen, the 12th of Rebbeim. You see authentic people. That's what I hope you're seeing. I hope you get to see. We didn't have Musavad today, Michal. I don't love doing this mechal because I like studying Chazal. Today we didn't study a Chazal, I talked about big picture. I like studying a Chazal, a certain Pasuk, a certain Gemara and studying it. That's what I like doing in the morning. Today I want to tell you what we're trying to produce. It's pretty when it works. It's pretty when it works. It's attractive. It's, it's, it's something to aspire to when it works. I meet a guy, I met, I, I met Michal this year. 
I, if, you think, if you think this is flattery, okay, so you, you can decide what's in my heart. I met Michal, you have to decide, that's your problem. I met Michal this year, and I see a person who's sophisticated. I see a person who's sophisticated, loyal, and sophisticated. Just, when I say sophisticated, I love the way he thinks. Clear, honest, very, a straight thinker, a good thinker. And I just want, I don't want him to be somebody else. I don't want him to copy. I want him, there's greatness right there, tremendous greatness. Tremendous greatness right there. The tragedy of a system that would force him to copy somebody, there's no words to describe that. But the success of a system that will allow him to, to serve Hashem and to develop a relationship to Hashem, to become Tyredic in, in a way of, a, of, a, of the healthy next step, You'll see what happens. It's gorgeous. It's impressive. It's, 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 it's lasting. There's a Pasuk. There's a Pasuk I want to analyze. There's a Pasuk I want to analyze. We're going we're gonna to close up. There's a Pasuk I want to analyze, Rabbi Yisai, for, for three minutes. We've got to get to Gemara Shir. There's a Pasuk I want to analyze, Maish, for three minutes. On any rally of Chinuch that you go to, Michal, any rally in the world on Chinuch, what Pasuk are they going to quote? Mayor, I want you to hear this. I'm going to wait till... Pull over a chair right next to me. Sit next to me. Any rally of Chinuch, what Pasuk are they going to quote? Chanoich l'nar al Teach a child according to his way. Now, the second you quote that Pasuk, you're Dunsky. When you say what you're expected to say, you're finished. You never start a speech with the, with the word you're expected to say. You never. There's, the, you know, there's a Hebrew thing, you start out speaking about the host. So a speaker, a very from a speaker, the whole place falls asleep. Because we're expecting you to say that. Like you never start a speech up with the I Chazal say to start with the host. So say a joke, say something, say a word that that pulls you into the host. Don't say what you're. If you start a chinuch speech, the whole place is sleeping. He's telling you, well, oh no, he's not telling me anything here. Okay. I, I remember once I had a very close friend who had a little gathering. He likes, he's, he's a dramatic guy. So we had a little gathering of a bunch of friends. He says, he, he, he wanted to speak at that good convention for many years. So we had a little gathering. I'm like, look, uh-uh. <laughs> we're here. Like, he, he, was, he went to that good convention. You but we were. children and his children. <laughs> Don't start what you're expected to say. You have to come with a chat. In a chinuch rally, chanoich l'nar al pidarke pasuk and mishlei is the standard pasuk. There's nothing wrong with learning the pasuk. But if you say it, you have to come with, a, with an approach. Because you're saying the standard. Most of the world doesn't know the end of the pasuk. In Waterbury, we live the end of the Pasuk. Most of the world doesn't know the end of the Pasuk. Does anybody here know the end of the Pasuk, Michal? Turn around, turn around, turn around. This is the end of the Pasuk. Gam ki yazkin v'yasur mimena. Say it, Michal. Gam ki yazkin v'yasur mimena. Maishla gam ki yazkin v'yasur mimena. Avi? Gam Kiyazkin Loyasur Everybody together. Shloima Michal, I need you for this. Gam Kiyazkin Loyasur Mimena. Perfect. Michal, the end of the Pasuk is even the end of the Pasuk means even in old age you don't leave it. The goal in Khinach's the long term. There's a lot you could do today that will make things better today. It's a lot you could do that will make things better today, but who says that will help the long term? And the goal of Chinuch is the long term. We could talk about that for a while. There's a lot you could do that all of a sudden you'll look better today, you'll look prettier. But it won't help the long term. If your thoughts on today, the guy looks better today, but does he keep it, does he retain it? Do you know that the beginning of the pasta connects to the end of the pasta? The beginning is it has to be good for you. 
When it's true to you, it lasts. When it's not true to you, it doesn't last. They're connected. When you're honest and your steps are true to you, then you're built to last. It lasts. When it's not true to you, it eventually falls away. You can only pretend for so long. But if your steps are not are his steps, not your steps, your personality will assert. You could take any Bachar Michal and you could easily excite him by something that's not him. He will fall back to him one way or another. He will fall back to him. So growth has to be personalized so that it lasts forever. When you're 60, 70, 90, it's, it's, who, it's who you are. It's true to yourself. That's what we're looking to produce. A serious Ventura, somebody committed to learning that's very, very true to themselves, that's worked honestly inside themselves, that has a sincere approach to Yiddishkeit. Such a person gets up and speaks, people hear things that are so connected to their heart. Their words, their actions were very connected inwards. When they speak, it's dazzling. Like, like that guy quoted. I want to quote the words one more time, and then we're getting to Gemara. I want to quote the words that were said on that speaker. It's a few texts to go. The maturity, realness, sensitivity, and deep emotional awareness that flowed from his mouth was just captivating. Hear those words? Maturity, realness, sensitivity, and deep emotional awareness. All of us should be Zaykh Rabbi say to be counted amongst the authentic Bnei Torah, 1205 Yemarshiyo.